This is Twenties Inspired. I am on a mission to design my twenties around happiness and purpose through learnings from personal experiences, <laughs> books, podcasts, articles, and talks. I hope to inspire you to live a more happy and fulfilling life, according to you. Welcome back to 20s Inspired. Today, I am quite tired. (laughs) I am running off very little sleep. I don't know why, you know, it's one of those mornings where you're just waking up constantly. That was me, but I've had coffee, so we should be good to go. Now, today's episode actually came about because I had a realization that I am actually creating a lot of my stress. I thought that, you know, it's my environment, it's external stresses. No, it's me. (laughs) I am the issue. So in today's episode, we are going to dive into self-imposed stress. Now, of course, we can experience stress from our environment and from unforeseen situations out of our control. External stresses. I mean, it's safe to say that the 20s in itself can be a major source of stress in our lives. From all the decisions we're having to make and paths that we are having to cave out ourselves. You know, from navigating finances and money management to relationships and friendships to career aspirations and living situations. We are constantly making big decisions for our futures that can be very stressful. It's the unknown nature of the 20s and external pressures from our environments and society that can make us feel this way. However, and this is a big however, a lot of the pressure that we feel can also be coming from ourselves. Pressures to be successful and land that perfect job. Pressures to be financially secure and move into that perfect apartment, to be keeping up with our peers socially, to have that perfect summer body, to have quality friendships and relationships, pressures to have high performance in every area of our lives. This causes self-induced stress. In this episode, we are pushing external stresses and environmental pressures aside because according to psychology, we too are the ones to blame for our own stress levels and it's time that we acknowledge that. Stress is an emotional reaction and response which comes from ourselves. So David P. Posen, who is a physician specializing in stress management, claims that the majority of stress that you experience is self-generated. We create most of our distress, not our environment, not societal expectations, not events out of our control, but our own doings and our own expectations. I did a previous episode on the timeline of your 20s where... I went into depth about all the external pressures that we experience in this decade and how we're on our own timeline. I definitely recommend checking that one out if you feel like you are behind in life and you're constantly trying to keep up with this pressure of being on time with all of your expectations. However, it would be naive to think that the pressure is coming from the world and from other people's expectations because 
I think if we really look into our lives and the pressure we experience, a lot of it's coming from ourselves. I can speak on behalf of myself. I think about 99.9% of the stress that I experience is coming from myself. I want to make you aware that perhaps you are your own worst enemy when it comes to life stress. You could be the root cause. Self-imposed stress can be a toxic and addictive cycle that you may be stuck in without actually even realizing. Going into the research, we seem to be terrible at identifying our own relationships with stress. Sydney PH Clinic wrote an article addressing self-imposed stress in which a survey of their clients was conducted to identify their stress levels. Most clients came back with a 2 to 3 out of 10 for stress levels as they claimed that they had no external event or no reason to feel any stress in their lives. Yet interestingly, all patients were attending the clinic for conditions of anxiety, digestive issues, lack of sleep, worrying and other signs of stress. So the article went on to explain the implications of self-imposed stress and how even though there may be no external reason or environmental cause for your stress, for many of us, we are the creators of our own stress in life without even knowing because they rated it a 2 to 3 out of 10, yet they're all there for stress. Isn't that so interesting? It's a bit of a rude awakening. Things can be going merry in your life and yet many of us seem to be stuck in a cycle of self-imposed stress, failing to live in the now to enjoy the stages of life that we are currently in. So even when life presents no reason to stress, we create stress. Now, there are actually many reasons for this, which I have found really interesting researching them. And I just had to have a laugh at a couple of them because I can definitely relate. So we will get into that in a moment. But first, there are two types of self-induced stress, internal and external stress. So internal stress comes down to our own expectations, having really high and unrealistic expectations for ourselves, the pressures that we put on ourselves, how we manage our own time and the stress that we create surrounding our relationships and friendships. You know, like, are they thinking this of me? Or what if this happens? Or is this going to happen? Thinking up the worst case scenario in your mind and worrying about it. It's a lot of internal worry, whereas external stress comes down to procrastination and leaving things that need to be done to the very last minute. So this one is huge. For example, not paying your bills in time so people are then chasing up on you, not filling up your car with petrol until it's completely empty, and then now you're stressing about breaking down. We are doing this to ourselves. So that is self-induced external stress, not doing things that need to be done until the very last minute. To me, the external stress doesn't get to me as much. Don't get me wrong, I create it probably every day. Um, I always leave things to the last minute, so much so that as I am speaking about this exact issue, my dad has been hassling me about getting my car registration done 
But knowing myself, I will leave it until it is practically illegal for me to drive this car to then make it a priority in my life. My car is currently filled with, I think I'm on one bar of petrol left. And I know that I will not get it filled up until it is empty and then it becomes a priority. So I create external stress, but it doesn't seem to stress me that much. I think I just enjoy the thrill, the excitement of leaving things to the last minute. Now, this is a huge source of stress for my dad. (laughs) This is probably one of his biggest sources of stress. So I do need to fix that for my dad, if anything. Sorry, dad. Now, the internal stress, however, this is where I've realized that I am the main culprit in most of my life stress. Although I see the world with an optimistic and glass half full lens always, I have this irritating habit of creating something to stress or worry about in every stage of my life. So it really prevents me from living in the now, from truly enjoying my 20s and enjoying the stage of life that I am currently in. I'm always looking into the future and have an impatience towards success. I tend to be a risk taker in life and thrive off going down the path less traveled. I have always been this way. I seek the thrill of the unknown, of being uncomfortable. So I tend to create this for myself and then stress the entire way there. So that is a toxic cycle, my friends. Now, I'm not sure if many people will be able to relate to this. It's definitely sounding like ADHD, But something that many of us do is create stress in our lives, whether internal or external. You could either be the one to have a lot of self-worry, internal stress, or perhaps you're the external stressor that believes that they thrive off the last minute, only to say, I'm never doing that again, that was so stressful, to then do it again and again and again. Now, we are going to dive into why you may be creating stress in your own life, which is actually really interesting. And then we're going to dive into how to overcome this toxic cycle to live stress-free lives in our 20s because we want to enjoy our 20s. And I can't help but feel that I'm dampening this decade by stressing in every stage that I'm in, particularly with my career. So let's unpack it. Why are we stuck in a cycle of self-imposed stress? Number one, familiarity and habit. So people can remain in a self-imposed stress cycle. Try saying that five times, Jesus. (laughs) If that's what they're used to from past experiences or upbringing. So you can actually become addicted to stress. After going through a prolonged stressful experience, you can develop a habit of being in a state of stress and almost seek that feeling after some time. It's what's familiar to you. You know, it's like toxic relationships. People get stuck in cycles where they seek the thrill of being unstable. They seek the thrill of stress because it's what's familiar. People often continue the cycle until they finally learn their lesson. The same can be seen in the habit of self-imposed stress. If perhaps you were exposed to lots of stress throughout your childhood, or maybe you went through year 12, for example, feeling completely stressed, then when you leave, you almost seek that familiarity. It's what's weirdly comfortable to you. So bringing back to your childhood, this is classic psychology. How we grow up and what we are exposed to in our lives in so many different ways shows up in our adulthood. 
Now, this doesn't mean that we are stuck with these traits or habits, but I think it's important to identify that you may be the driver of your stress because of past situations, of past experiences, or of upbringing. Once you identify that, then you can address it and change the habit. So number two reason why we are stuck in a cycle of stress is a sense of accomplishment, which surprised me a little bit, but it makes sense. So people who think that they thrive on stress, I'm saying think that they thrive on stress, will participate in activities as late as possible or will create stress out of a situation to feel like there is a greater challenge involved, a greater challenge that they need to overcome. So we feel more accomplished when we complete a challenging task. So if the task is not too challenging, leaving it to the last minute creates more challenges, therefore creating that feeling that we have accomplished something. You may be creating more pressure in the task to feel more accomplished and proud of yourself afterwards. It's that stimulation. But here I think that we just need more stimulation in other areas of our lives. Let's not use stress as a way to stimulate ourselves. Maybe you just need more challenging tasks. Number three reason why we are stuck in a cycle of stress is social validation and perceived productivity. I'm just going to preface this by saying that I can fully relate to this one. We are living in a climate where we feel that the grind is rewarded and working hard and hustling is superior. This creates the perception that slowly working towards a goal or ticking off items with a great amount of time and maximum preparation is not the grind. If you didn't wake up at the crack of dawn or go to sleep in the wee hours of the morning, are you really working hard? Are you really on the grind? Working tirelessly and the stress created by leaving things last minute can create a false reality that we are working harder than other individuals. So certain people may find a sense of importance in being perceived as busy. So they wear it as a badge of honor. You might be doing this without even realizing that you're doing it. I think I have definitely been caught in this trap. We are conditioned to hustle. It's from society over and over praising those that do so. So when we do feel organized and steadily moving along, we feel like we're not working hard enough. Like everyone else is working 10 times harder. So we need to create that stress to feel like we're working hard. But stress does not equal productivity. That's something that I think is really important. Just because you are stressed and feel like you're hustling and on the grind doesn't mean you're being productive. And I had to have that realization. You can be a lot more productive when you're not in that state of stress. So this is a dangerous mindset to give into. Do not feel like because you are stressed, you are doing more. This can lead to burnout and excessive stress caused by none other than ourselves. People create stress to feed into their own validation of success, to feel like they are indeed on the grind. So number four reason why we are stuck in a cycle of stress is the fear of failure or inadequacy. So this one comes down to having high expectations for yourself. The strong desire to be successful may be causing you a lot of stress in your life and worry about failure. 
I can definitely relate to this one. This one is the one that I relate to the most. I have very high expectations for myself in my career life and definitely create stress about where I currently am and where I want to be. I think it's incredibly important if you want to be successful to have high standards in your life. Not even to be successful, but to have high standards in every area of your life. And I think this can be great motivation and drive you forward. You know, a healthy dose of stress can be incredibly useful in moving forward and in creating great things. But it's when that stress is ongoing and it gets to a point where you're approaching burnout and it prevents you from living in the now, that's when it becomes an issue. So this is something that I had to realize. You will look back at this point in your life one day and wish you lived in the moment. You will wish that you weren't always stressing about being enough or doing enough. I am at a point in my life where I know that I will look back at this exact time and wish that I could do it again. I know that I will look back and be like, that was such an amazing time in my life. And yet I'm stressing about things. And it's like, why am I doing that? It's because of these high expectations, fears of failure and fears of inadequacy. So number five reason why we are stuck in a cycle of stress is perfectionism. This one's really important for us Gen Z folk. (laughs) This is highly studied and leans on the last one as well. Perfectionists experience so much self-imposed stress as they feel that anything they do is never good enough. A Harvard review by Thomas Curran and Andrew Hill revealed that perfectionism in our Gen Z generation is rapidly increasing and in their words, it's not good news, which I think we can all address that. According to the World Health Organization, the mental health of the Gen Z generation has reached a record number of mental disorders which has been dismissed as the over-entitled snowflake generation that we are constantly called, right? Our generation is full of brilliant, brilliant minds, but we are often getting unfairly dismissed of being impatient and wanting everything now. The Harvard Business Review looked into the statistic of poor mental health and actually revealed that there is growing research that we are perhaps a generation of perfectionists. We are not lazy. We are actually the opposite. Now, this makes so much sense. So let's get into it. Social media is a constant reinforcement of perfectionism, of perfectly curated lives, of wins and not failures. We are growing up developing extremely high standards for ourselves, which leans on to the last point of fearing inadequacy. I think many of us create our own stress to live up to these high expectations that we are setting for ourselves. Expectations to perhaps be successful, to be financially secure, to be physically perfect, to have a purpose in life, to travel the world. With a click of a button, we can see perfectionism in every area of people's lives. We can see the perfect relationship, the house, the perfect trip abroad. At a click of a button, we see everyone's seemingly perfect lives and it makes us need to create that for ourselves. So now in every area of our life, I feel that we are creating stress about being successful, being high performance in every area. 
We are conditioning ourselves to expect that what we see online is what will happen in our own lives or is what should happen in our own lives, is the ideal way of living. And we can't meet these unrealistic expectations. So this causes stress. Now, this is not to say that you can't be high performance in your life. Of course you can. But as Michelle Obama famously said, you can be all of those things, but not at once. And I think we have this growing pressure to be everything at once, to be successful, but to also have perfect relationships. I believe we can be successful, but things will have to be sacrificed. And I think we're a generation now that is so afraid of making sacrifices because that'll mean that it takes us back a level in some other area of our life. So we stress about that and we try to have the perfect everything, but we can't have everything at once. It's simply impossible. It's a lie that we are feeding ourselves and we are all doing it to each other. This is why I love podcasting. I think it is a growing platform to have these kinds of conversations. It's taking perfectionism out of the mix and having real, raw and vulnerable conversations about where we are, where we're moving in this world and what everyone is actually feeling. It's the behind the scenes of social media. And I really love that. It's the real raw mistakes. We're talking about failures now. We're talking about things that aren't going right and we're talking about dispelling perfectionism. Which brings us on to the next part, which is chronic stress. So all of these reasons that we just talked about, about why we are in this cycle of stress will lead us, if it is ongoing, down to a state of chronic stress. Now, stress is one of the worst things for our health. If this toxic cycle of self-imposed stress continues to become a personality trait, this can have serious impacts on your mental and physical health. If not addressed, stress can show up physically in your body in the form of digestive issues, IBS, stomach issues, hormone imbalances, cardiovascular problems, and the list goes on and on. Stress can show up in really weird ways as well. I think we have all experienced this at some point. For me, it's gut issues and IBS. But for one of my friends, he gets nosebleeds when he's stressed. And another one experiences weird rashes. So it shows up in many different ways. And it's our body's sign of saying that this isn't healthy. Something needs to change. So how can we change it? Because it's not sustainable. How can we overcome being in a cycle of self-imposed stress? Number one, identify your stress triggers. So step one is to reflect upon the times where you have felt most stressed. Or when you are stressed, stop. Stop and think about it. What is triggering you? Think about where your stress is coming from in life. If it's always to do with your career, take note of that. If it's always to do with your relationships, why do you feel that? Why is it in that exact area of your life? If you're always leaving things to the last minute, why are you doing that? Really evaluate where your stress is coming from. Instead of just being, I'm stressed and overwhelmed. Okay, but what about? And is it always about the same thing? Because then we can learn to address it and we can learn to overcome that habit because it's a habit. Number two is to challenge unhelpful beliefs. So challenge the beliefs that you have surrounding your reasons for stress. Our mindset plays a huge role in how we perceive situations and can change how we react. 
So challenge those beliefs around perfectionism, the need for control. Instead, remind yourself of more balanced views and that you are perhaps creating this. We need to change our mindsets to allow ourselves to live stress-free. Number three, overcoming stress is self-care practices. Now, I do not mean face masks and putting your feet up. Of course, there is a place for that, but practical self-care that actually addresses your thoughts and feelings, that's the kind of self-care I'm talking about. So you need to find what works for you. There are so many self-care practices out there these days, which is amazing. We have breath work, meditation, journaling, yoga, the list goes on. But what works is going to be different for everyone. So I personally have been caught up trying to have that perfect routine and trying to copy other people's routines, but that doesn't work for me. I really had to try everything and then narrow it down to what does. And what I have personally found is journaling has a massive, massive impact for me. I've tried meditation and I do like it, but it's not a regular thing for me because meditation is all about separating yourself from your thoughts. And realizing that you are not your thoughts. And that's really important. But for me, I need to address my thoughts. I need to understand my thoughts. And I need to either solve the problem within them. Or address the fact that there's nothing I can do about it. And change my mindset because of it. So if I just separate myself from my thoughts. It's just going to come back when I finish, right? I need to address those thoughts. Because that's how my stress runs. I fully express my mind, I write everything down, I address everything I'm stressed about and then I look at it and if I can create a plan of action, I do and I proceed on that plan and if I can't, I change my mindset. It's also been a great way for me to experience gratitude and remind myself that my issues are not issues, that if I look at everything else that I have in my life, these are not issues. So it really, really helps with that mindset. Number four of overcoming your stress is to set realistic goals and expectations. So this is actually a part of self-care as well. Setting huge goals in an unrealistic time frame is one example of self-induced stress. You are creating pressure on yourself to complete something huge in a time frame that is simply unachievable, which is only setting yourself up for failure and feelings of inadequacy. So look into your goals and start small, small steps, set yourself up to win and not fail, set achievable goals. That is self-care. Number five of overcoming your stress is celebrate the small wins. So we need to stop and acknowledge how far we've come from where we've started in life. This can be said in any area of our lives. When our minds are constantly in a state of wanting more and expecting and doing more, It can almost be impossible to see our progress in life, to see our growth and to see our achievements. We need to reflect and celebrate the wins along the way to rewire our brain into the mindset that we are doing enough, that we are enough. So every time you have a little win, celebrate it, do something about it and tell yourself that you are enough. Now the last one in overcoming your stress is to practice time management. I cannot give advice on this one (laughs) because it will be an absolute fraud of me to do so. I simply can't because it would be unjustified, completely unjustified. I need to do this one like you would not believe. I have no time management and it's, it's an issue. You know what? It's getting better. 
It's getting better. This podcast has given me time management, but it used to be a real issue in my life. So we all know that practicing time management is easier said than done. So instead of giving you advice on it, I'm just going to give you books to read on it. (laughs) So one of them is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Incredible for breaking habits and managing time. Another one is Working Hard, Hardly Working by Grace Beverly. I really, really enjoyed this book. She breaks down how to actually be productive in this modern Gen Z working climate. It's brilliant. It's modern. I highly recommend. So this brings us to the end of the episode. In essence, we are the creators of most of our life stress. Most of it. It all comes from within. Stressing our way through the 20s is not a way to live and will take so much away from the now. To truly lean into this decade and into this time of our lives, we need to overcome this toxic cycle of self-induced stress. Now, I hope this helped you in any way, shape or form, or even just to acknowledge that we all do it. This is a very common issue, but the good news is if we create it, we can also do something about it. Now, I hope you got something out of this episode. I certainly loved chatting to you today. If you could do me a massive favor and leave a five-star rating on wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends and family, spread the word about this potty because I would love that. You can also leave a rating on Spotify or Apple. That helps the podcast grow and I'd appreciate that so much. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.